Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. As Lillard drains the triple from the right with 3.36 to go, 112-87 Milwaukee. Not quite as dramatic as the dagger on Friday night, but again, if there was any doubt, it no longer remains. This is Dirt and Sprague. They switch back. Pocket pass to Jokic. Porter Jr. raises up on the midi. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. So that'll be fun to watch. He tracks the bonus. The rest of the now he's feeling it. Right on Zubox's head. Down there where he's got his knees all iced up. Maybe worth getting technical for. It's pretty good dunk. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Oh! Right, 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Spring on Portland's Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. Good morning, everybody. Uh, happy Monday. Swag. Big Will Ortner in today. How we doing? Doing all right. What's going on? Everything's good. Yeah? Yes. Had a great little uh, jaunt to bend ah. to see my son. I love a good jaunt. My son's in love. Is he? Yeah. He's got a boo? Yes. Wow. They're adorable. You met her? Yes. Oh, it was meeting the girlfriend weekend. Uh, significant other. I'm still working on this. Oh, mm. significant mm. other. That's the term. I don't know what the term is. Okay. I'm still struggling with pronouns but did in you this say, modern age. Did partner? you say girlfriend? And then that was like, no, 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 no. Well, I knew beforehand uh, 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 a they. Okay, gotcha. All appearances, gotcha. You would be justified in what you are saying. Okay. So, so showing my age, struggling with the, uh, <laughs> struggling with the uh, new grammar, uh, but we got through. But How absolutely many- adorable. So happy as a parent. You're like, you just want him to be happy. Yes, that's all you care about. Yes, and he's happy. Happy. Big yeah. smiles. Be honest. How many times did you go? Oh, I mean. <laughs> How many times did you score? Uh, only a couple. Okay. And it was uh, it was late Saturday uh, after I had a couple glasses of wine and we were playing cards. <laughs> All right. So there you go. All right. Well, I'm glad that he's happy. He's so, he, yeah. Is he going to live in Bend his whole life? Uh, if he can pull it off, he will. Really? Yeah, when you're much. when you're a snowboarder, like, yeah, no, where else? Where well, you know? then in the summer, it's beautiful down there. Yeah, you uh, go yep. rafting. Uh, he likes to fish yeah. outdoors. He's skateboarding. He works in a skateboarding snowboard shop. Like go. if he can figure out how to design apparel and skateboard decks and snowboard decks, he'd be perfectly happy. I think it's uh, it's one of the things that I wish I could change about my wife is that she's not as fond of going over there. She doesn't like Ben. She doesn't like the outdoors. This is weird. We've had we've had experiences over there where we go to like Sun River, and Sun River is just it's a tourist spot, right? There's just the only neighborhoods really in Sun River is like, yeah. hey, you're gonna stay on this 
compound and mm-hmm. you've got the swimming pool area and some golf courses. Right. So we've done that more than we've actually stayed in Bend. But when we've stayed in Bend, we used to do the Bendale Trail as a show. And me and Dirt would go over to Bend for a weekend. And then eventually they said, yeah, you can bring your significant others. And so we would take our, our girlfriends, our wives, and we would have a good weekend. I always thought it was a lot of fun. And every time we talk about going somewhere for the summer, I'll go, what if we go to Bend for three, day, three four days? She's always like, meh. And I'm, I'm always surprised oh. by it because Bend to me. Bend is fantastic. Ah, oh, it's beautiful. In the yeah. summer, you're so right, Will. It's perfect in the summer. Perfect and then in the winter, kids. you get snow. Yeah. yeah. Like if you're taking the whole family, there's kids stuff that they can do yes. while the parents go and do other stuff. It's like the perfect spot for, hey, kids, go to the water park. We're going to go to the, the bar over here. And we sure. can still keep an eye on you. Yeah. I know that's what my parents did. I love Sun River. Uh, it, is it because she wants to go to new places? Is she like, I want to see what's going on in Lexington, Kentucky, or uh, no. in Boston, Mass? I want to go see the Haba. No, we're more beach people than we are Central Oregon people. Like, mm. I love being at the beach, even when the weather kind of sucks. Uh, I think the problem is largely when we've gone to Sun River, our kids were too young to just leave at the pool and go to the bar. So it'd be like, hey, this kid might drown if we leave. So we it'd be like, smaller pool. It, well, yeah, but it'd be like us just sitting there watching them swim. Or like you go in and you play with them, but you're like, you're in three feet of water and you're kind of, I don't know. I get it. It can be a little boring if that's all you're doing. Right. Going to Sun River and then just going to the, the shark compound and then going back to the house and then. But I, I think Bend is more adventurous than that. I, I feel like biking and hiking and you can drive to. Oh, the best things floating the river as it goes yeah. around the amphitheater mm-hmm. in the summertime. See that? Awesome. Those aren't things that she's really into. She's really ba- a bad swimmer. Not into relaxing on, on water? Not in water that she can't touch, no. Oh. She's not a good swimmer at all. Oh, well, people are in like kayaks and yeah. I mean, it's not. You're just kind of floating around, and everybody's got a cocktail. And it, oh, it's, I, I tend to agree with both of you. And it's mm-hmm. fun when there's a concert at the amphitheater. Oh, it's and you just so floating. loud if you don't want to pay or what? Are you like, like can't get in or whatever? Right. There's people like sitting on their paddle boards, basically on the side, just dangling their feet, listening to the concert for free. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, she could do what my buddy in college did. I used to have this big defensive end, like six five. 270 pound just ripped dude he couldn't swim so whenever we'd go and do like floating the river or stuff like that he would bring pool noodles she could do that <laughs> I, I bought her a life jacket yeah, yeah it was I, perfect i don't think she'd be in any trouble yeah. if we were all on the water goes together. right there by the old mill district there's shopping there's restaurants it's, everybody's it's, hanging out having a good time the parks there's a big trail like right through the parking you walk or you hike know, you or don't have to talk me yeah. into this i love bend i every time i've gone to bend i've had a great time i've never gone to bend and been like eh. you know i like the coast i do i love yeah. the beach but I, I haven't been to bend in a long time you're making me want to go back there. So maybe I can, maybe if I arrange it just right, think of the activities, mm-hmm. go there sometime in the summer when it's really hot and nice and so we can go out and do stuff. Maybe I'll, I'll have to put something together there so I can go. get it back in my life. It's like, uh, do it around like 4th of July or something. Unless you guys already have something that you do with family. Like, that's the perfect time. Get out there yeah. nice and easy. Go for three, four days. Yeah. Whatever. I think they still do the fireworks up by Pilot Butte. Oh, do they? I think so. I still haven't hiked Smith Rock. I mean, I've been there like six, seven times. I've never hiked it. I haven't hiked it. Hiking's Eh, not necessarily my thing. Oh, you don't like hiking? I'm I'm with you on Uh, that swag. You don't like hiking either? 
I'm you not strike me as a hiker. Oh, no, I'm, I don't wear Patagonia. Um, <laughs> I'm not anti hiking. I'm just not pro hiking. Not the first thing. Like right. I'll go. I love going for a big long walk, like along the river. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, like actually, near the downtown area. Kind yeah, of that. through all the parks. Yeah. There's a long walkway and trails all along the river from one end to the other. Mm-hmm. See, you strike me as shirt off. Gym shorts with leggings, tight leggings underneath hiking guy. See, no, but not you, Patagonia. You're not a Patagonia. No, bro. no, there's there's no Patagonia. There's no uh, novelty with, beers. With maybe a beekeeper hat just to make sure the top of the dome's not getting like sunburned or oh, something. Oh, no. In you know? the summer, the, the dome is out. I don't want to be the guy who has like the half the golfer's tan where he's like got a really <laughs> white head and then tan everywhere else. I hate that look. I it, think it's it, stupid. It's awkward. Yeah. My, uh, there's no hats in the summer, which is really bad because I love wearing hats. Um, no, I you forget. I was fat, like really, really fat. And 315 pounds does not look good. How much do you weigh right now? I am 250. I'm almost able to get into the 240s. You dropped like 65 pounds in your playing days? Yes. Wow. Yeah. So in about a, about a year, year and a half, I'm down 65. I was really big. And so... I don't mind having my shirt off, but I wasn't going to have my shirt off in situations where it's like, let's go on this hike. Mm -hmm. I'm really big. It's going to hurt. It's going to take forever. I'm already working out a bunch, so I don't want to add extra workouts if I don't have to. Oh, I have to get up at four in the morning to Mm -hmm. see the sunrise. I don't care about that. Not a big hiking guy. Also- I'm really I'm a hairy dude. I'm I got you the You are? Oh yeah, dude. I got the Yeti thing going. So the shirt stays on Like there's I'm hair sorry. on the back? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it it's BS that I have to have no hair on my head, <laughs> but it's, but it's all, all on my back. <laughs> it's it's bogus. Like if I could go through it, like a bunch of people are like if I could go back, I would take a pill so that I could have hair. And that's fine for them. If I could go and take a pill and never have any hair again, I would do it. Like, let me keep the normal hair that I need. Like, I need the beard. I need my eyebrows. Everything else mm-hmm. can go. Even the pubes. It can go whenever. I, like, if I could, I would take the red pill, mm. and it would all be gone. Red pill, blue pill, hair back, no hair at all, no hair. Get rid of it. I think if you're ever debating if you should go do that extra workout or go get a hike in, like, oh, we got to wake up at 5 a.m., we got to be at the top of this thing by 6.30 to see the sunrise. Nah. Watch a Goggins video. Stop being a bitch. You know what no, I mean? No, dude, I carry the boats plenty. I don't need to hear Goggins. That's the worst You need part. Goggins to just be I like, have, hey, I've been running 18 miles. My foot's broken. Stop being a bitch. They don't know me, son. <laughs> they don't know me. Who's going to carry the boats? Well, probably PJ Fleck. Like, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those guys, those workout guys bug me too. Like, really? Jocko's on there too. Jocko has one video where I get really into it and I'll listen to it on a day where it's like, uh, you know, I don't really want to go to the gym. I need this. Yeah. And extra pump up. But a lot of that stuff I just find stupid. Like, you know what I decided? I woke up this morning and I'm going to run a marathon today just because no one else is. They yeah. don't know me. They don't understand me, son. Right. That sounds stupid. Why would I do that? When I, I can go have a nice workout, be gone for an hour, hour and a half, and then I can do whatever I want with Have my a nice day. lunch and then hang with my boys. Yeah, there's a there's yeah. a level of uh, psychopath there that it's not for me. Yeah, there. I mean, I, I love to exercise, and I actually genuinely do enjoy David Goggins, but sometimes when he does them, I just laugh, and I'm like, eh, they also don't know that you ran a marathon today, so, like... right. 
Like you really just did that for yourself. What's the point? I I do love to uh, take Snapchat videos of myself throwing out the garbage and then saying they don't know me, son. The whole way, mm. who's gonna carry the boats? I I do like to make that's fun top of end Snapchat content right there. Oh, dude, like the fifty followers that I have on Snapchat, they love it. They're just thrilled. It's really a Snapchat video for like three people, but yes. they love it. They're big fans. Are you on TikTok too? No, I'm not on TikTok. Really? Everybody your age is on TikTok. Yeah, but everybody my age likes to make videos, and I don't really like to make videos. Really? I yeah, I know. I our do. 1080 I account know. would suggest otherwise. I, know. I saw a lot of Will Betts this I week, know. this season. I know. Yeah. I don't like to make videos. I know. Swag hates, hates the internet in general. <laughs> I just want the information I'm looking for specifically. Get it to me. Let me get out and move on with my day. Swag would I like know. to show up to the studio at 5 a.m. or 4.45 a.m. with a nice, crisp newspaper so he could write his update right. based on what's in that newspaper. What's on? Uh... Old school, Francesa. Hey, <laughs> Peter King retired. Did yeah. you see that? He announced it this morning. Yeah. Oh? I read his he's column. He's all done with it, huh? He's got one more goodbye column that he's basically going to have listeners' comments of like how amazing he was. But yeah, he went through a whole column and... Favorite interview, favorite memory, favorite mm-hmm. moments, how he knew he was done. Like, yeah, Peter King retired. People to, go, people to go check out now. Yeah, that was cool, too. I also find those interesting where sports writers retire, but then they don't really retire. Like, do you really think Peter King is going to be done? Like, you'll never see another written piece from Peter King ever again. Or is it going to be like WWE where every two or three weeks Peter King well, I don't know. I could see up. him writing a book. Yeah. Right, like he—he's a good writer, and yeah, I've read his stuff. I mean, yeah. shoot, since like middle school. Mm-hmm. So I'm not bagging on him there. I just don't think that he'll be gone. You, just the term retirement to you, with media types, it's never like, you're never actually really going gone. away. Yeah, you're never really gone. Like when a teacher retires, most of the time, unless they love it to that extent, they don't come back and teach, right? Right. Like they are done. You don't see them in a classroom ever again. Well, my dad, uh, he he was a substitute for a while. Right. Like, because everybody knew him in the districts and that probably helped him transition into And it transitioned, life. yeah. Because and, you know, he's a science teacher, so it's hard to find it's hard to find a science sub that can actually, you know, not have a, to play a movie, run a lab, or do a lesson, or Don't something like line. that. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. So he did that for uh, a few years, and then he finally, yeah, he's like, okay, I don't need this anymore. We had a substitute. Uh, they were teaching my daughter science in, in elementary school, and they had a sub during one of their, uh, I don't know, one of their lessons. And the sub comes in and was like, "What are you guys learning?" And they told him, and he had no science background. He goes, "Well, we're gonna watch Tarzan today. I'll learn about the jungle and." <laughs> Watch a guy swing around with a bunch of apes. Hey, hey all right. I've been there. I've been. I'm not gonna lie. As a substitute teacher, there are times where you walk in and just be like, "All right, what Bill Nye video are we firing <laughs> up today?" Bill Nye, the science guy. Well, thanks for coming in today, man. Uh, it's uh, we have a loaded show today. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah, thanks for having me. There's a lot of hoops over the weekend. A lot of hoops. I, you know what? Let's start with that. We'll start with college hoops. Ooh. I feel responsible for something. I'll tell you what that is. We've got a loaded show. A lot to get to. Dirt and Sprague with Will Ortner in today. Hanging out on a Monday, next on The Fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.
All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague here, 619 on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. We have a ticket giveaway yet again. Swigard just handed it to me, so we'll give this away. Is it a final hour giveaway here, Swigard, or is it an anytime giveaway? Or text? I'm assu- It's a text, so okay. I'm assuming we'll give that out in the 8 o'clock hour. Okay, we'll wait for the 8 a.m. hour to do that. Uh, I felt like a jinx this weekend. I feel like a jinx a lot. I'll say something, and then the opposite will happen. And what's happened? Well, Oregon State women's hoops lost to Washington this weekend. Uh, That didn't go well. Uh, Oregon State won a game after we talked about how bad it was for the Beavers. Yes. Oregon lost to Cal. We talked a ton of Cougs randomly last week. They lost to Arizona State. I just, across the board, I felt like a massive jinx this weekend. Maybe I shouldn't talk Uh, about any of these teams. You shouldn't, because that's college basketball this season. It really is. When okay. you focus on college basketball, there's been very few teams that have been able to sustain success for long stretches of time. Well, it's it's a lot of college kids being college kids, I feel like. Uh, I know the women's game because the girls stay for, sorry, women, the women stay for longer. Yeah. And so there's more camaraderie. There's more chemistry. They have they brands. Are, there's right. no there's no individual brands really in men's college basketball. It's all the coaches and and the right. the schools. Yeah, right. And and so like they know how to play together and they know how to play better. So the upsets happen a lot less. But at the same time, there's still college kids where they might have had a bunch of tests that week and they're not completely locked in, or they just have a day where they don't focus in as well. And so you have more turnovers, you have more mistakes. It's just parody. That's why there's chaos. It's because everyone is the same. No one's like head and shoulders above everyone. No one's head and shoulders really below anyone, unless you're bottom, bottom tier of your conference. Everyone's the same. So these things can happen. They happen a little less in women's, but they happen all the time. One team that I thought was, significantly worse than another that won this weekend was Arizona State beating Washington State and beating them rather convincingly 73-61, 13-14 on the year going into this game against Washington State. And the Cougars outright lose after beating Arizona in Tucson. And so I, I see that, I'm watching that, I'm like, oh, what a nice little delightful surprise. Talking about Kyle Smith on Friday. <laughs> and they come back on Saturday and lose to this garbage Arizona State team. Here was Kyle Smith in the post game on yeah, not quite moving on from the Arizona win. It was tough, man. It was tough for all of us. And as I said, this FOMO society, the social media, you're going to read a lot about your stuff. I mean, my wife sent me a four and a half minute video. I said, what are you doing? My last guy, nuts. You know, I love her to death. But like, even, you know, I got, we're going to be focused on Arizona State. And it's hard. It's hard to move on from that. Kyle Smith blaming his wife for his loss was not something I saw coming on Friday's show going into the weekend. Kyle Smith might get divorced over his wife posting a video to him on a text. You know that would come up in the divorce seatings, too. Like, you badmouthed me in the public. I deserve more per week. No, but but again, that's college, though. You finally do... Not finally, but you beat Arizona. You sweep Arizona. That is a huge accomplishment well, winning for winning at Tucson, State. too. You right. swept them, but your last game beating them was at Tucson. And going into the year, you were supposed to finish 10th. That was the votes on where you were going to finish that year. WSU, you're having this great run. You're first in the Pac-12. Everyone is giving you your flowers. As a college kid, you're getting DMs all the time about how great you're doing. Look at all these awesome things. Of course, 
it was a close game to Arizona State, and that eventually led to a loss. This is classic college sports in general. How often do we talk about letdown spots mm-hmm. in college football? Of you had a big game, you won a big game, you're going up against a team that is clearly inferior or should be inferior, and then you have another big game the next week, so you're not paying as much attention. It happens. Also, you just won in Tucson, and you went on the road to play in Tempe, correct? Those are two of, oh, I don't know, the most attractive sorority schools on the West Coast. Are you blaming the co-eds of Arizona State? That's who was responsible You're for Washington State? blaming Mill Avenue? Mill Dude, Ave? I'm telling you right now, I played, uh, I played a lot of games in western New Mexico, and we would stay in Tucson because we'd fly out of the Tucson airport, and you better believe that Tinder got downloaded and got put up for a lot of guys who knew that they were staying in the Tucson area. Now couple that with the fact that you're playing for a team that people actually care about your wins and losses because uh, the sorority girls were not big fans of like, well, yeah, we just won in Silver City in our D2 football game. No, they care about, hey, this is Washington State. Your basketball players are all super tall, supremely athletic. Yeah, they've read their press clippings a little bit, and they probably hit on some people, and they just didn't take the game as serious. I think that's the thing is, um, you know, going forward, we talked on Friday about their schedule, and I had said out loud their schedule's pretty favorable for them based on where they were and everybody else they're playing was. They're going to get the best shot from everybody the rest of the way. And mm-hmm. how they respond to this loss against ASU is going to be interesting. A team that didn't, I wouldn't say can't afford to lose, but basically is at a point now where they lose one more game. I think you can kiss the tourney goodbye completely. Oregon. yeah, Oregon lost to Cal. That one shocked me a little bit because I watched Oregon State blow a game to Cal. And Swag had mentioned that Cal in the last you know few games has kind of pieced some stuff together. They're still sub-500, but they were injured early on this year, and they've kind of put it together now. I still didn't think Oregon would lose to Cal outright, and here was Dana Altman in the postgame on falling to Cal uh, in Berkeley. You know, I thought our guys played hard, uh, didn't hit any shots. Our ball movement wasn't nearly as good as, as what it should have been, and again, I, I think Dante gets abused in the post. You just They think because he's big, they can just lay on him and, and hammer him every time, so... Probably get in trouble for saying that, but it's it's the way the game is, and and so we just got to find a way to get better ball movement and keep him off uh, in, on the perimeter a little bit more and flash him in there so they just they can't hold him and lay on him. You got bend the knees, bend the knees. Cal is nine and eight in Pac-12 conference play. Not bad. They could finish with the number four overall seed in the conference. That tournament. is insane to say out loud. They're thirteen and fifteen on the year. So I know this conference isn't amazing by any stretch, but to beat Oregon, Oregon can't afford to lose another game. They have their one big game against Arizona. That helps the resume. They probably have to go really far, either to the final or the semifinal. David Cobb on Friday of CBS Sports told us he thinks they got to go on a run here. They got to beat Arizona, but they're still in that kind of last four out, first, you know, last four in, first four out, whatever that is. That's kind of where they were hovering. Then you lose to Cal. It's like, ugh. You, you, you can't afford any more losses at this point. Well, it's also prime time of people haven't paid attention to college basketball at all yet. And this is when we start gone, to kind of gear up and start it. paying yeah. attention. Uh, I think the key thing here, too, is the way it is for most teams. Just get hot. I mean, let's look at last year's national champion, UConn. They lost in the semifinals of their conference tournament. So it really just 
find a way to get into the tournament. If I'm Oregon, find a way to win every game that you can down the stretch. You have, what, four games left before you get into conference tournament play and then go on a run. But you have to take each game individually. Hey, it's one at a time, one at a time, one at a time. And this this Oregon team, they have the talent. They have the players. The Shellstead kid is fantastic. And of course, everyone knows how good Infali Dante is, right? So you have the players to do it. You have the bigs, you have the smalls. You just have to find a way to get hot at the right moment. Your team, Sprague, Oregon State, what, three, four years ago during the COVID year? The they got run. hot yep. right at the right moment. Yep. And it took them all the way to you're playing in the Elite Eight. And mm -hmm. honestly, that Elite Eight game was closer than people really remember. So you're talking about a team that wasn't in the tournament, you know, going into the conference championship. They had to win that and go on their run, but they did. And sometimes college kids get hot. Oregon, you just have to take it one game at a time and hope that you get the right players. They get hot in the right moments. Maybe you'll sneak your way into the tournament. Oregon has a uh, future non-conference but conference game this week. On Wednesday, they face Oregon State, and then they've got the Colorado-Utah game. So Oregon is right on that thin, thin line, if not just behind it for the tournament. Um, Oregon State, meanwhile, have talked about them struggling all year and going on this almost six-game losing streak. They beat Stanford in Stanford, a, need, a much-needed win for Wayne Tinkle. Here's what he had to say about his team uh, getting their first road win in quite some time. Yeah, hey, long overdue. I know it's just one win. It's our first road win, but so proud of the guys just he, he, all week long, you know, and we, we we felt like we gave one away the other night, even though Cal, give them credit, played really good down the stretch. But the guys, the way they bounced back yesterday, I told them in the locker room when I woke up this morning said my morning prayers, I, I couldn't have been at more peace about approaching this game because of their attitude and their response. Prayer is great, but does anybody else hear a grown man say that and just think of like a little boy on the prairie, like, I'm going to say my morning prayers and go churn butter. It's kind of what I think when I hear that out loud. But uh, Wayne prayed for a win. He got a win. I get a little Hulk Hogan in there. Like, eat your vitamins. Oh, yeah, yeah. Take your vitamins, <laughs> say your prayers. <laughs> yeah. go haven't had too many wins of late, so... Dude, they were like what I, one in forty or something in their on last... the road. Yeah, yeah, they're road yeah. I, I, whatever you got to do to Ooh. get a win, man. Coaches are superstitious. God, Zeus, whoever <laughs> you're praying to, man, beg for it. That's what you need. Please get us a victory now. Hey, they they needed that. I don't think they would. I don't think they're going to fire Tinkle regardless. I don't think financially they want to make that decision to do a buyout. I think they're also going to give him a full four years post that Elite Eight run. But damn, man, if you had lost to Stanford and like, oh, wow, okay. Uh, they are at Oregon this week, so that would have extended the road losing streak. Then you go to Eugene for a desperate duck team. You wouldn't mm -hmm. feel great about those odds, and then who knows what you do at home against Utah, Colorado. So uh, a much-needed win, I think, for Wayne Teagle to just at least have Beaver fan breathe a sigh of relief, even as most Beaver fans at this point, I would say, are only largely paying attention to either the women's team or the baseball team, because those programs are winning for the most part, right. whereas the men team has been pretty pretty ugly this year. Well, I mean, aside from the Elite Eight run, it has been. But that's also why I think it's a little foolhardy for people to be like, hey, let's move on from Tinkle. Who are you going to get that's better? And do you really want to replace your men's basketball coach and your head football coach the same year that you are taking a leap of, 
we're not really in a conference, right? You got two years of independence. Yeah, you're going to be... There'll be the WCC next two years. Yeah. And basketball. Right, but again, the whole goal is you have, you're you going to try and find a way into a different conference. I think you'd rather go into it with Tinkle than without and try and figure it out as you, as you piecemeal your way through, right? Well, Pac-12 play has been interesting this year, and right when you think you trust a team... They go and lose a basketball game. I, I I do want to stay in college. You mentioned something earlier there. We had an interesting weekend in college hoops as this is gearing up more and more towards conference tournaments. Uh, we'll dive. I got some NFL Combine stuff I want to dive into today. The NFL Draft is a lot of fun so far, <laughs> and we're not even there yet. It's Combine Week. Uh, and something that three players in the Combine are doing that is the same and somewhat surprising, but also pretty respectful what they're doing. I'll tell you who those players are and what I'm talking about, but uh, we'll talk a little more college hoops coming up next. All right, well, uh, look, when you work in sports radio or sports media, you learn throughout a couple years there are certain things that come to light. Uh, We just got through one of them that's bitching and moaning about the NBA All-Star Week and how can we fix it? How can we make it better? In July, we'll get to the uh, the MLB All-Star break. We'll bitch and moan about that. How do we make this game more competitive? What about the home run derby? Is it still fun? Uh, there's just always the annual complaint about something. Right. And in college basketball, ah, it's back again. Should we allow court storming? Welcome back to the annual conversation where once a year people pay attention to college basketball nationally, and this is the topic. I'm looking at ESPN right now. Hey, Dominic Foxworth, we know you're one of the best NFL broadcast analysts out there. Why don't you hop on? We're going to talk about court storming today. We need you and 15 other people to talk about it. In a sport you didn't play, like, hey, can you come on and talk about college kids having fun? (laughs) Well, look, this, and this is the only reason it pops up. A player gets injured or something happens where a player almost gets in a melee or a coach is bumped wrong. That's usually what motivates them to do this. We've had some court storming already this year and nobody's talked about it. But then Kyle Filipowski of Duke runs off of the court and he gets his knee banged by one of the students of Wake Forest because this is the upset. Here is the call of Duke uh, losing to Wake Forest. It's going to be Mitchell, long pass in the front court, intercepted by Cam Hildreth, Horn sounds, and Wake has done it. The Deacons upset Duke by the final score of 83-79, to and for the first time in four years, Mark, the Deacons off or knock off a top-10 team. Wake stays unbeaten at home, 15-0. The students have stormed the court as Wake hangs on to beat the Devils, 83-79. to and in doing that, that's Learfield Sports, Wake Forest Radio. In doing that, they hit the forward for Duke in the knee. And now I believe they say he had a sprained knee, Swigard. Is that what I they thought, call it? I don't ankle. know what the official it, – it is a knee. It is a knee. Um, I had seen ankle originally, and okay. then I think they went back and said it was but a knee this, injury. I would say this. They started – once that steal happened, the clock had not reached zero. Right. And they were coming, and there was no – virtually no security – you got to get the team off the floor. Yeah, Wake Forest right. and, and Shire, Duke's coach, were shaking hands, yes. congratulating, or and all of a sudden, saying good game. Yeah, and, and then Shire happened. was then, like, running over. Like, you you got to find a way. I don't know how you do it. I don't know. But you got to find a way to get the team, off, both teams, off the floor. Now, if the home team mm-hmm. wants to go and get in the melee, that's up to them. But you got to let the visiting team, there's got to be a way to get them off the floor 
before they rush. I, I I'm all for it. It's it's mm-hmm. a special thing, but you got to have some sense of order there. Right. Well, Creighton did it perfect when they beat UConn. Creighton beat UConn what Thursday, Wednesday. Yeah. They beat them last week, early on in the week. Yeah. They stormed the floor. Guess what happened? Creighton had the right amount of security that was able to surround the UConn bench and keep the fans away right. from UConn. So UConn was able to get off the floor. Hurley was able to go over, shake hands, probably scream to himself about how upset he was, and then walk off the floor. Wake Forest, a lot of people are upset, but when you look at the facts of this, it is it was a record-setting crowd. It was the most amount of people that have been to a Wake Forest basketball game. You are in a situation where Wake Forest, they are on the bubble. Is that a right? fact? They had the most people at a game they've ever had? They have Chris I, Paul and Tim Duncan in that uniform. What I are was, we doing? I heard that it was a record-setting wow. performance. Is it a newer, have they, re, have they I don't built know. a new arena since then? I don't then? I, wonder about that. I, don't, I don't know about that. Well, it's all. But it's all in the planning. The, I mean, there's, okay. there's other things that you can go to, and it's like, okay, where do you put, where mm-hmm. are you putting the student section as it relates to... Looked like it was behind the hoop. It was behind the hoop, but it was next to the Duke bench. Right. Why isn't the student section next to the home team bench? There, There's stuff that you can do in how you set things up and where you place things and then making sure you have enough security and all of those sorts of things so that it, the potential for this doesn't happen. If students want to storm the court, unless you have an absolute army of security and you make it known, if you storm the court, you're likely to go to the clink and never come to a game again with a student ticket. They're storming the court. So Can we not put people in the clink for dumb reasons? That just <laughs> 19-year-old. Hey, what are you in here for? I stormed the court a little too early. I'm sorry about that. Well, also, how many people, like, how many are you really going to catch? You're going to catch, like, four kids, so four of the kids are going to get in trouble? Uh, I'm looking for the attendance. I pulled it up. It is a rec- It was a record-setting uh, attendance in the new era. I'm searching. So I maybe they've it. had a new right Here was John Shire of Duke. He uh, obviously, Duke loses. And kind of sly little move here. He gives credit, but also a little Coach K of, no, 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 the, the story isn't that we lost. The story is the court storming. Because one of his players, his best player gets hurt. Here was John Shire in the postgame. I'm more concerned about the, the well-being of our guys. You know, Flip sprains his ankle. When are we going to ban court storming? Like, when are we going to ban that? Like, how many times does a player have to get into something where they get punched or they get pushed or they get taunted right in their face? And it's a dangerous thing. You look around the country and Caitlin Clark, something happens. And now Flip, I don't know what his status is going to be. He sprains his ankle. And it's one thing, like when I played, at least it was 10 seconds in the court, you know, you would storm the court. Now it's the buzzer doesn't even go off and they're they're running on the floor. And this has happened to us a bunch this year. It's part of it. We need to be better. We need to learn from this. That needs to stop. I, I appreciate John Shire. He also went on and gave proper credit to Wake Forest. I watched you play at Duke, dude. We're like the same age. Stop acting like people didn't storm the court in crazy ways when you played at Duke. I watched those mm-hmm. games. Right. And and that's part of college kids having fun. It was so it's their first sellout since 2017. That's program been high, down, yeah. It's the highest attendance that they've had in the Steve Forbes era. It's almost 15,000 kids. Yeah. They needed to do a better job with security. You have a record setting attendance. 
Hire a record-setting number of security guards. Find a way to protect the kids. The other thing about it is you start looking at people on Twitter, X, and the Darren Ravels of the world. They're going, how dare they do this? How dare... Like, they're coming after him. They're trying to shove him. No, the kids are running onto the court because they're dumb college kids, and they're not really paying attention, and they got too close. And accidents sometimes happen. There needs to be a better job by security and by Wake Forest's administration of finding a way to protect the Duke players so that they can't get run into. But it's college kids having fun, and I'm not going to take away college kids having fun and storming the court. There's nothing more fun uh, in my college experience of being a fan in attendance and storming the court after beating our rival in volleyball for the first time in, like, 10 years. You guys stormed the court for a volleyball win? Dude, I painted my belly for a volleyball game. Wow. Yeah. Well, dude, I've never I, heard of court Central's storming. Central's basketball for, team wasn't very good. No, no, I, hey, no judgment. I just, I'd never heard court storming for volleyball wins. How about that? It was super sick. I'm really excited <laughs> about it. It's on my resume. I'm really proud of how uh, serious I take D2 college volleyball. Hey, as long as you're there, you're enjoying the scene. That's all that matters. Swag, I want to ask you this, and we'll go to break. You can answer on the other side. Should they ban court storming? Will they ban court storming? We'll talk about that a little bit more. We'll get to, uh, I want to get some NFL Combine stuff. Don't worry. We'll get to the 9% Portland Trailblazers today <laughs> at some point. But back with more. Dirt and Sprague on the fan. You know, one way to uh, fix this problem that everybody has with uh, court storming once a year, where it becomes a debate because they, uh, they evaluated the sports landscape, and if they're not particularly strong in college hoops... You know, what he's squeezing out today. And so people latch on to this and say, this is going to be the big topic of the day. And it happens again every year. Would you allow it in the NBA? Is that the best way to fix it in college is however they do it in the NBA is what you should adopt in college? Because you can't see a well, world They've eliminated in it in sports. If you go back oh, and I watch know. old, you know, from the late 60s, early 70s, yes. like Boston Garden, it, they were right on the old garden. Like that triple overtime game in the finals against the Suns, I think in the 70s or whatever. Everybody just flooded out. And, but now, I mean, the Players Association actually, the problem is the college students don't really have any significant pull about anything. But the Players Union said, Not yet. Not yet. It's yeah. coming. Uh, but yeah, you need to get some damn security in there. Cause all of a sudden, if you get a sprained knee on a, you know, $300 million contract and they can't play in the playoffs. Now you got a different issue. Right. But, but I also think that the, uh, the fervor is different for your pro teams, right? Like people are excited. People are happy. People go to games. They love it when their pro team wins, but in, in a pro setting, you have a variety of different ages, right? Now you have that as well in college sports, but the difference is, you have the student section, like the student section, the fan love, the fan appreciation. That is a major part of college sports. And people love to bring up, oh, we have the best fans. We have the best student section in the Pac-12. We have the best student section in the ACC. And part of that is when you have that student section, you have a big group of dumb 18 to 22-year-old kids who are let's face it, probably a little drunk and are excited and they want to go out and they want to cheer and they want to yell. And so not only do they not have the best ideas anyways, they're now drunk and they want to go out and storm the court. It's a fun, it's an exciting thing. And sometimes they storm the court after a big win. You know, I think it's more on how do we find the security to 
protect the visiting team instead of taking away court storming. Because even if you try to make it illegal, right? Like, yeah, if you storm the court, we're going to arrest you and we're going to take you in. Don't you think they have better things to do as a police force than to go in and write a citation to 50 100, 200 kids. Well, that's just not realistic. You know, it's not right. what they can do. So you're not going to do that. So then how do you mitigate the problem to where it's as safe as possible? There are going to be issues that arise like this. There's going to be issues like Caitlin Clark at Ohio State where the fan ran into her. But if you look at both of those videos, I really don't think the fan is maliciously attacking Caitlin Clark or Filipowski. In this. Oh, I thought Caitlin, I, I, I love Caitlin Clark, okay? I just bought right. a Caitlin Clark, uh, you break it, you own it t-shirt. Ooh. She absolutely flopped on that court storming situation with Ohio State. One, and we the, got the angle. She and, flopped, and the fan is just running onto the court. She's not running to hit her. She's just not paying attention. Now, the, and that happened. I think she was just more. She they weren't looking at each other, no. and it right. was more shocked. And she just threw her hands and up kind of and fell to the ground. Yeah, and, right. Filipowski was legitimate, like contact. Not well. He had contact from. Like the first one was like they were just running on, but then the two behind him saw him, and the, like right. I understand. Look, I'm not a Dookie fan, but Me I under- I understand why Filipowski thought he was a target. Yeah, right. I also understand Shire's anger. Like that's mm-hmm. hey, my best player just got need need a knee from a random drunk student. I'm I'm kind of pissed off right now. Mm-hmm. I do get it. I I just I don't know. I think the it's thing fine. about this conversation is it's not going to get banned. They no. have these fines. They do this in football. Hey, your conference well, not is going to get fined. That'll get fixed. Yeah, but they did this in the SEC in Tennessee. You know, they stormed the field and they well, put they a just field need goal to, post. They just need to jack up the fine. Like $100,000 to an SEC athletic department. And here you go. Okay, but let right. me ask that you this. stop you. I, I, I have been on a field storming moment. I, I stormed the field in 06 when Oregon State upset Yeah, USC. football field, there's a bit more room to operate that's the other thing a basketball court is a pretty finite area but don't you love the visual of it i think the visual is great seeing all these happy students jump and i've seen i've been down on the field i've seen some state troopers just like the protection around the coach oh yeah yeah Yeah. i think yeah and i've seen some state troopers lay out some college kids i've seen some coaches (laughs) i mean you have coaches that'll push some college kids like get the hell out of my way well and and the college kids kind of deserve that because like once you get onto the floor that's on you right if you want to run up you are technically trespassing at that point right and if you want to run up to coach k and be like put that in your juice box and suck it because we just beat you you can totally do that that being said, you can get totally laid out by, you know, a, a security guard or by a police officer, whatever. It's it's fun. It's what makes college basketball unique. I think you just got to find a way to protect the team better. Otherwise, like, it's not going away. Yeah. There's a poll question I put up at Dirt and Sprague. Should they ban court storming? I just rewatched the Shire thing because they just played it on ESPN on the TV in here. He's got this thing where he talks, and I don't know where he's from, but he like kind of does the side of his mouth thing. Oh. So when he's saying like "Hey," he's like going the side of his oh. mouth to say "Hey" as he screams at students for hurting yeah. his his forward. Doing a Connery kind of yeah, like yeah. "Hey, get out of here!" I think what's more likely to come out of this, and I hope it actually does, because I don't see the point in it, mm. especially after a heated game. Well, we'll get we, rid right. of the handshake lines post game. Yeah, yeah. I've seen more stuff get started or get finished in a handshake line. Yeah. 
in college hoops. You know, the coaches usually shake hands before the game, which right. is great. How about a rule? If you're the visiting team who's getting upset, if that scenario is in play. Yeah, clear the bench. Five seconds to go. The game is over. Mm. Let the visiting team just go off the court. Like, if the other team's just going to dribble out, who cares? Right. You don't need yeah. to do a handshake line for that Coaches night. can wave, yeah. kind of like the NBA. Like a big right. thank you, good night, yeah. good game, congratulations. So the coaches almost always come over and shake hands yes. at the start of the game. Yeah. And college kids, I mean, they're college kids on the floor. They get fired up in a game, too. And They do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, like when Notre Dame stormed the the field when they beat USC, the kid ran right up to Caleb Williams and was like, "Yeah, eat that," you know, like yeah, that's and that's got to kids do. You gotta you gotta not allow that to happen, like to right, right up on him like that because mm-hmm. you just never know with certain kids. So, or I, allow the player to hit him. Yeah, well, I don't think you want that either. That's assault, brother. Um, it's the annual debate. It happens every year, once a year in college basketball, and Duke unfortunately is the team that it uh, it comes from after they lose to Wake Forest. Uh, we have a lot to get to in the second hour. I want to start with this. What do Bo Nix, J.J. McCarthy, and Michael Penix Jr. have in common? Because it's pretty good news. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague on the fan. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 